uh, welcome uh, our guest today on stage. Uh, he's back on Admit One. I, we had him on, I think it was a, a little over a year ago. Uh, he's a multidisciplinary artist that uses surrealism to deliver emotion through his visual narratives. His mediums include skin, sound, screen, glass, fabric, metal, and concrete. And today he's launching Looking In, which is art that's generated by your personality, which I think is really cool, and I really want to get into that. Uh, please welcome Snuffy. Snuffy, what's going on? Hi. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on stage. Uh, Sobi, have, have you had the pleasure of meeting Snuffy yet? I have not, but I, I looked all over your work today, and I, it's got me going, damn, I need to lose some weight so I can get a tattoo, man. No, man. I, I will say this. Fun fact, uh, I have one tattoo, uh, which I got, which was uh, what Snuffy actually is the GM, and Snuffy actually tatted that on me, uh, I think it was the first week that we met. I'm trustable. I'm very trustable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and hilarious. And no. you don't need to lose weight. Um, you, like, you know, you can look at a tattoo as, like, camouflage if you decide you want to lose weight you just get the tattoo it's like camouflage it's like when they do it one of those new cars and they put it out in the zebra wrap it's like what tattoos do <laughs> i so, love that <laughs> i think what you're dealing with uh tattoos and nfts are actually like really interesting and pushing the i one of my buddies is like a tattoo artist and he hella laced me up on the game of like tattoos are actually fine art and all this and like you know the skin as a cannabis all that stuff can you kind of walk us through what it means for you to be a tattoo artist and what you're doing in the space. Cause I think it's really interesting and people should hear about it. Wow. Um, cool. Yeah. So your friend's right. Um, there's definitely tattooers. I mean, it's, you, if you just look at it like art, you say like there's artists that like, you know, are the most amazing, you know, illustrators and they illustrate, um, images of like Mickey mouse or Spider-Man and it's, technically speaking, like not their art, but they're just the best at doing it. And then there's people who create art out of nowhere, like out of thin air, they just create things. And so, you know, on the spectrum of creating art, that's at least from my perspective, like how you view it. So, you know, the, the making of like the best tattooer is like somebody who, in my opinion, is somebody who has the unique creative um, vision and technical application. So when you have both of those things, um, that makes, in my opinion, you an amazing artist. Um, so that's kind of the, the big picture. And on, on this, the way that I create tattoos is, uh, you have to write me a story and I make art out of that story. And I want to, so first off, like, I kind of want to, dive into that a little bit because I think that has a lot to do with your project today that you're you're launching uh because the first time like I I met Snuffy at NFT NYC in November of 2021 uh our our pal our mutual friend Mark Weinstein uh hot yoga guy from uh from a documentary if anybody knows um and he introduced us we hit it off at a Halloween party and then I went to his studio and we were chilling for like two and a half hours or three hours. And we were just chilling, vibing. And he was kind of telling me his process of like exactly like, he's like, yeah, dude, I just like 
chill with my clients. Like they tell me a story or like I ask them to write me something. I think of it and then like I draw my interpretation of that story. Like they don't really have a say. And I thought that that was like so fucking cool um, because like you're just like you're 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 telling your story and it's his interpretation of you of yourself, which I thought was really fucking cool. Which I think leads into uh, you know this project because I know Snubby has put a lot of time and effort behind this, which I think is amazing. Um, but yeah, like, so like, how did you, how did you start that process? Because I like, I mean, your story of how you started getting into tattoos, I think, is also really interesting. Because I can't imagine when the first time you like tattooed somebody that they that this process was in place. So like, how did you, how did, how did this come about? Like, how did you end up, how did this end up becoming your process? Um. So for well, first. I got rugged like 13 times in the last, you know, 30 minutes trying to get up here. If like Sobe or you could pin the tweet, like my most recent pin tweet, so people know what the project is, because I feel like if I X out and do that, I'll get rugged again. Um, but how I got into how I got into the process of tattooing was like this rocket ship. It's it's like um, I was super depressed from real estate. I was um, I bought a bunch of buildings in Brooklyn and Williamsburg. My first one was like off of Craigslist, and um, and I like accomplished all the objectives I sought out to accomplish, and um, and I just became like super depressed. I wasn't prepared for like the success success that like or like accomplishing the goals. I was like, okay, like where's the big celebration? But like. It wasn't, I mean, no one gives a fuck about that. So, uh, so I got super depressed and I was like, I, I wanted to, you know, feed my creative like senses. So I just started drawing and by, by virtue of like all the work I did in real estate, I had these empty spaces and I was, you know, I was young and had all these friends in, in the creative world. And so I just like had this empty space in Williamsburg and I let everybody who wanted to be creative and make art and all this stuff come there. So the second I started drawing, I immediately knew I wanted to start tattooing. And then within, you know, a week of drawing, I, I was just, I had, I had got my tattoo license and everybody wanted a tattoo from their friend. They just they didn't, you know? And so in that way, it sort of like skyrocketed um, because I sort of, if you, in a weird way, like I, I reached this certain level in real estate that allowed me to have this empty space, which fostered this community of people who wanted, you know, a, you know, something from my like new adventure. Um, so, so yeah, I guess I kind of always, once I started making the art, I have this like curse of having expensive taste, which is probably why like we are friends. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I had like spent like a shitload of money getting tattooed, um, before I became a tattooer and I never thought I would be, yeah, you know, I didn't know I could draw. I just started drawing. I just happened to be good at it cause I just fucking paid like focused or whatever. And then, yeah, so, um, so before I knew it, I just had like a lot of people that wanted tattoos for me. And as I, I, I realized like as the list became longer of people that wanted the tattoos, I realized like, okay, my like supply demand 
ratio is like off. I need to like increase my uh, cost, you know, because my time is too valuable. And so then I, I started to zoom out and realize what is the value of me tattooing? Um, and the value is the experience that I share with people, which is them telling me their story. So before I continue to ramble, I think I sort of answered your question, but where I'm at now is I realized the value of working, of, of tattooing is in my in my practice is my connection to other people and their stories. I think, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think, I think that's really cool. And I, speaking of somebody that's only gotten tattooed once and by you, I'm like, man, is this what tattoos experiences are always like? But I know that's definitely not true, right? Cause I, I think what you always see in the movies is like people getting drunk and like three o'clock in the morning, getting something stupid tattooed on themselves that they probably regret in the morning. But I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And I think one of the interesting things you touched on there, like underlying without mentioning it, is like mental health, right? And I know we, you and I, we spend a lot of time talking to each other with regards to mental health and making sure, you know, like checking in on each other every once in a while. So like, I really appreciate that. And like, I think it's, I think it comes with age, right? And I think it comes with experience. Um, yeah, like what does mental health mean to you? And like, you know, what are your thoughts on it? And like, is there, I guess, in your one in your practice, and then two in in this in this project in particular, what is what is the mental health aspect play in it? Um. So the idea is to, if, if I can, if I take a phone and I look at it like a like a tool, right? Like if my phone is a knife, the knife can like cut my skin or it can cut my food, right? That doesn't make the knife bad. It's just what we use it for. And so the phone is the same thing. The phone, you know, we are like, we are just people that are being sold to by, you know, whatever it is, like these conglomerates or whatever. And if I can create a tool that makes the phone something that cuts, cuts my food instead of cutting my skin, then, then how can I do that? So that was the point of looking in. It was a, a project designed that uh, people would take time to be introspective um, and discover who they are. And the idea was really born out of my tattoo practice, which is people writing me their stories. So when they write me their story, they know I'm going to read it. And so they can't, they're, they're always you know, rewriting it and rewriting it. And they begin to identify themselves through this traumatic experience. Um, good trauma, bad trauma, whatever it is, but they identify themselves through it. And they basically give themselves this therapeutic release by writing me their story. And then the tattoo just becomes like a closing of that chapter. Um, and so this project was like, okay, how can I scale that? Because I can't like tattoo everyone in the world. And it's not even like everyone wants a tattoo. So how can I, you know, recreate this experience for people to discover themselves in a new way? So as far as like the mental health play here, it's really creating something that isn't, it's not designed for like, it's, it's not necessarily like hype machine, like, oh my God, like I got it. It's something that's like, we created something for you to 
um, experience, like genuinely experience. We built a product. It's like, I feel like it's the backwards approach in Web3 to like first build a product for people and then sell it. You know, we're like, let's, let's actually build something first and then sell it as opposed to like, hey, imagine if we had dragons flying in the sky. Now you mint it and then we'll maybe build it for you kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, the, play, the mental health thing is you mint this thing and you take some time to reflect on who you are and what you're doing. You know, like when's the last time you asked yourself, like, if you ever thought about running away and like, what would running away look like, you know, or like what's something you think about often, but are uncomfortable saying out loud. For me, it was, you know, some really dark shit. You see, I'm not saying out loud. Wait, so how long have you been drawing for? I was really caught up on that point. You just really, I like, I looked at your stuff and I'm like, damn, this dude's hella talented, probably been drawing since he was fucking 12 or something, but you're just gonna <coughs> come out here and tell us it's been very recent. That's awesome. Well, maybe not very recent, but yeah. Yeah, I started drawing probably a week or two before I started tattooing. And uh, I guess it's just like, you know, I think just hard, there's way more talented people than me. And I just like worked really hard. I just focused. And, um, and we live in this time where we're sort of sold this idea that everyone can, can do everything. Like you can be an actor and a, and a painter and a this and a that. And like, you know, it's tough. Like you need to be focused on the one that, you know, if you look at Tom Brady, who's doing everything now, like it's been like his whole life doing one fucking thing, you know? So there's this misconception. Um, and so I'm, I'm not, you know, impervious to that either. Like, I also think I can do everything, but you know, when I, I look back at like the data cluster of all the things I tried to do, the things that really stood out and succeeded were the ones that I was like hyper-focused on. So drawing was that. And now it's like, um, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You're very, very kind and very, very modest. And I just want uh, everybody in the audience to know that Snuffy, uh, he's also a, a fine artist. Like he's represented by a gallery on Bond Street, I believe. Right, Snuffy? Yeah, Powell Gallery, 35. And, and 30 Bond. And so if anybody's in New York City, definitely go check it out. He makes these beautiful pieces called light boxes where he draws his drawings on them. And I'm, I'm about to butcher it where it's like on a, it's almost like on a, a glass pane. And then uh, I think there's like another glass pane behind it and stuff. You, you, you can definitely, I don't know the process the way you do, so please go into it. But like, I think he's definitely being super modest in, in that sense where these pieces sell for tons of money and they're beautiful. Like they're, they're totally, totally beautiful. So that's like when I was looking at the artwork for this and it's like, wow, this is really incredible and super personalized, which I, which I think is really cool too. But one, could you go into the, the, that light box process? And I think it's really dope. And I will say if anybody's in New York city and you're looking for like a date spot, definitely check out the gallery uh, and go see stuffy stuff down there. That's I, yeah. I mean, I think we could spend an hour in spaces just complimenting each other. Um, so be included. So thank you. Um, 
The light boxes are layered glass. I make, uh, I make, I'm obviously like I draw, if I draw something, it has one level of, of depth. If I put it on skin, it becomes surreal because it's such a realistic, you know, drawing that on skin, it it's like, how could that even be possible? It's like the moving newspaper in Harry Potter. You're like, that's crazy. But if you take that same piece of art and you put it just like on a flat canvas, it may lose that depth. So I spent four or five years creating uh, or trying to find out how to how to give some a flat image depth. And so I managed to create these light boxes. So I take art and I that I've hand drawn and I and I cut it into pieces and layer it onto pieces of glass. So when you look at it straight on, it looks like a complete image. But when you look at it from the sides or from not straight on, it's like it looks like it's been like exploded into multiple layers. So it's actually very similar to how the artwork from looking in the project that's up now um, is presented. I saw this message you posted on your Twitter that I think is awesome. It kind of encompasses what you're doing. So I love the idea of like you meant an NFT. I mean, you kind of tell, you give some data about yourself, like a survey about your personality and you kind of get this reflection, this very like, ethereal like reflection of who you really are back in, in, in art and so this message that uh, snuffy posted he said that was fun went through the questions with my wife he's sitting by my side beautiful artwork very unique project first time i learned something about myself from an nft i think thanks man and to me that that like second to last sentence or the first time i think i learned something about me as an nft to me that expresses what you're doing is, is art because you know really good art uh, and that good doesn't necessarily mean technical, right? You can look at like a Rothko and, and feel some type of emotion and see yourself in or see something coming back out of it. And I think that's awesome that and you're you're pushing the medium of you know the digital item that you're interacting with and how it's interacting back with you and creating a fine art experience out of that. That's really dope. Yeah, thank you. I suppose the job is to is to make people feel. Uh, or to like, it's, it's my therapeutic release creating art. And then my, you know, my objective is that the people who view it also feel something. And I felt like it was an act. I mean, I, maybe I'm, maybe it sounds stupid, but it's almost like an act of rebellion to like spend so much time on a project in this. Like I've been working on this for 13 months, which in the grand scheme of things is like, no time like in any other business like a movie business or uh, you know the music business like that's like fast but in nfts like there's been like 73 metas since like last week you know what i mean and it's like it's it seems insane to have like worked on something for this long but it felt like i was actually doing something with purpose because i could have done all the metas you know what i mean i could have like hyped into all of them and I'm very quick at drawing. I could have done, you know, penis penguins or like pussy lollipops or whatever the fuck was the next thing. I could have done it, you know, and just been like, fuck it. <laughs> or minting out every meta. But it just felt like if I'm doing something, it has to be with integrity. It has to be something that in five years or 10 years or 50 years or a thousand years, that I look back and I'm like, yeah, I'm proud of this thing that I made because it actually 
gave people a moment to like reflect on themselves and like maybe I know in a way made the world a little better because people realize like hey I'm I'm kind of being mean to my barista I should probably not be a dick like it's just coffee we'll be okay you know yeah I I I think uh when you put it into perspective like that it makes a lot of sense because like there's sometimes too when like especially I catch myself on it where it's like I'm in a rush and like I take it out on somebody else because like I'm in a bad mood about something else right and it just I think when I took this test I like it, it just gave me like I think it was like 15 minutes right I I think that's that's how long it was and it allowed me to kind of like reset and just be in myself in the moment put my phone down for a few minutes and kind of just focus on myself and my feelings and like I it, I laughed I I I was muted I did I was trying to say something when you when you said is uh what's uh what's the thing you or I think it, I think you, what you said is what's the thing you are most scared to say out loud and I just remember like I froze on that question and then I think I might have messaged you I'm like yo do you see these answers right like and I think yeah. I, I messaged you that and and like you responded you're like no like we don't, we don't see the I don't see the answers because I was just like yeah like why like why do I you know I don't want people you know if I'm really scared of of seeing it I don't want other people uh, of saying it I don't want other people seeing what it is uh but I think it was I I I thought it was really cool and then at the end of it and I think this was also really interesting because I I was in a conversation with you I think it was in in the A1 Discord where people were asking like about rarities right and I thought the interesting thing is like the rarities kind of depend on the people that take the test. So could you delve down that um down that uh, a little bit and that mechanic and how that works cuz I think that's super interesting as well. Sure, yeah. Um the so I'm staring at your personality right now, which is also kind of a weird thing to say, but I am and it looks sick. You scored highest in conscientiousness uh Oh, what is it? Self-efficacy, I believe. Achievement striving. So that's. I mean, that sounds like it makes. Yeah, sense. you got achievement striving. You got agreeableness, uh, cooperation, emotionality, altruism, which I would have put you on as your your primary facet, and self-efficacy. And basically, the rareness is based on exactly like you said, the rarest. The, the the people who take the test. So when you take the test, um your results are the top 5 personality facets that you skewed the highest towards. And so, you know, there's a lot of like um I guess in traditionally there's projects that have like a hoodie and a cigarette and, you know, a grill or something or sunglasses and then like you know, you program what's the rarest thing. and in this case the rarest um the rarest artwork is based on who the rarest people are in comparison to who's taken the test like as a whole um does that make sense am i explaining this properly it makes sense to me sobi what do you think <laughs> yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to me i'm just like enamored looking at your art and i'm like I like to I keep looking at these pictures of people carrying things and it reminds me of this book like the things we carry oh, yeah. which is about uh, a bunch of a bunch of World War II veterans and it just reminds me of that like 
the things that you you carry with yourself. Like I like that picture of uh, a drawing of someone carrying um, like a silhouette of a back with a bunch of knives in the back of it, and maybe that's like someone carrying the the grief or the anger or frustration they feel from getting backstabbed. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just like how can I how can I ex express emotion in the small in the in the in the with the least amount of objects or the least amount of you know items in an image. And so I think doubling back on the personality, on the um, on the rarity thing, we don't. It's like in the dodgeball. It's like we don't know who our rarest player is yet, because not everyone's take. We don't, you know, not everyone's taking the test. So we'll find out at the end who the most rare is, and we can go on whatever it is like OpenSea or Rarible and see the traits of. Uh, you know, it's it's it, that was kind of one of those hidden um, moments that like, I didn't realize that this would happen is that when you go on OpenSea and you look at the traits, you can see actually like we're using the the rarity tool, the rarity tools to find out who's like the most unique person who's taken this test. Um, so, so it's been fun to watch like people minting and then being like, oh, wow, like there's only one person who's neurotic, you know, in this whole pool of, of people. And then on top of that, what's been really fun is like, you know, I, I think the the main, like the next layer of this project was I built it so I can understand who I am. But then I realized like who I am is not exactly who, it's not just who I think I am. It's also how like G perceives me or my close circle or like my girlfriend, like how, how they perceive me to be is also who I am. So, um, so after, so in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to open up the next layer of this project, which is you get to actually invite your close circle or whoever you want to take this test about you. And then you actually see if who you think you are is how they perceive you to be. Um, so yeah, plot twist. Dude, that's I, I, fucking awesome. Fucking go. <laughs> you know, that's, no, that shit hits so hard because I always, um, I forgot where I read this, but it was some shit basically about like, there's a different version of you in everyone's head you've ever met. And that shit trips me out when I think about it because like that, that moment you were talking about right now where you could be like someone that's being like a huge asshole to the barista. You could have had something horrible happen to you that day. doesn't excuse the behavior, but right to like that barista, you're just some dickhead that came in and like ruined their day, right? When that may not be like who you are. And I, you know, my life has changed a lot over the last few years. And I've found that, you know, reconnecting with uh, older friends, they still, like they, they haven't like evolved their worldview of like who I am. And it's just like, bro, like we've just kind of outgrown each other. Like you gotta, you know what I mean? This just isn't really a compatible uh, friendship anymore and the part of that is because you know they don't see your growth so they can't update that image of you but I think uh, I love that dude that second phase is gonna hit like crazy because I think sometimes people perceive you in different ways that you don't perceive themselves like, I constantly hope that I wish that the people that I really admire and love could see themselves the way I see them sometimes you know what I mean yeah, that that goes you know to that that saying right that people are their own like harshest critic right like you know I I have a friend of mine that tells me he's like 
talk to like would you ever talk to like another human being the way you would talk to yourself sometimes right like in in the in the form of like why would you be so de- self-deprecating or you know show yourself self-love or, or whatever have you right and i think it's really interesting i'm lo- really looking forward to it i remember when like Luffy told me about it i was like that is so fucking cool to be able to then send the test to like your friends or or, or loved ones and get their perception of you and see how that differs from your perception of yourself. And maybe that sparks some change, maybe it sparks some learning, which I think is really cool, which, you know, to, to the point uh, of the post that, that you shared and, and you pinned here, Sobi, is like, what, you know, when I got into the NFT space, did I ever think that I might learn something about my personality or my emotional intelligence from, you know, collecting NFTs, right? And the answer to, for me, that's no. So I think it's really cool. And I think it shows the evolution of of what art is, right, with the tech, right? It's not just JPEGs. It's like there's there's a lot of stuff that you can do here, right? Like this isn't like to Snuff's point that he said earlier, right? Like if he were to do this one by one, tattooing everybody, he would never be able to tattoo uh, maybe all the people that wanted it, right? But now here's a way for him to share his artwork in a really unique manner, utilizing the technology and the framework that exists in a different way that doesn't exist in the real world, which I think is really fucking cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of, this, this touches a little bit along the same lines of, I, I know I bought a couple extra ones because I want to like give them to people uh, so that they take the test themselves and then end up with this cool, unique piece that's unique to their personality. And I know there's like a leaderboard or something stuff, or I'm not sure if things have changed since we last spoke about it, but can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so right now, um, so right now we have a leaderboard and the, it's like pretty cool. The top five people who mint are going to be airdropped the one of one of their primary facet. And obviously if there's like overlap, then we'll, you know, some whoever's in the top five, if there's, if two people have like self-efficacy, my guess is like, it's, I pro- it's probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing there will be a lot of overlap in the top five personalities of people, you know, yeah, I think you're in top five. <laughs> so like, it might be uh, like achievement striving or something like that. And if there is, then we'll airdrop um, like maybe the secondary facet or something. So it's still a one of one. But what we are, what we want to build, I don't think we, I don't know if we'll be, if Transient Labs will be able to do it like retroactively, but we wanted to do a giver board that would track people who gifted their pieces from their, from the Mint Wallet, because it's really like, it's like, I don't know, I feel like like people should be rewarded for, for giving something. Um, so instead of a, just a leaderboard for like minting all the thing, like, to actually be uh, rewarded for being somebody who, like, gave this tool. You know, it's like, it's like buying someone, like, a, a fucking, like, breath work or, like, yoga membership or something. It's like, you're doing something nice for someone. They're like, here, like, take this thing and, like, take some time for yourself. It's like a massage for your, like, for your mental. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, leaderboard still is live. Um, it's on the site. But um, I don't think I don't know if we'll be able to do a giver board. So like, don't fucking don't don't come after me for that one. <laughs> but give one. 
Give one to your give one to your loved ones. I think it's important. I'm gonna send one to you, Sobi. Unless you unless you minted mm-hmm. your way into the top five already. But bro, bro, I'm about to I'm about to tap it. I'm trying to get a snuffy tattoo, dude. You got me you got me hooked. I'm in the funnel, dude. How do I do this? I I dude, I'll tell you this. I I already pinged snuffy like I think what, what was it like two weeks ago. I'm like, yo, dude, like I I want I want to go through your process because like. And, like, he told me, he's like, dude, I usually never, he's like, I never take requests. So the fact that I'm just, like, tattooing GM on you, like, that was, like, a huge favor that he extended to me. But, like, I want, like, a snuffy original somewhere on, on my body. Um, so you're going to have to. I ain't like, rocking with Gaga, dude. I'm going, I'm going to snuffy, dude. I'm going to wait in line, dude. I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't in a row rush. I'm going to be on this earth a long time, hopefully. I actually just, um, I, ne- I haven't tattooed any of the pieces from looking in. Um, so I do fully intend to do that. And it's sort of like, it's also a little bit of a gift to everybody to say like, all right, here, like, here's your flashy, like you, I'll tattoo it on people, but I'm only going to do each one once unless I specifically, you know, designate like one of the pieces as a, you know, a flash tattoo. But I mean, like I, um, I did have, I don't know if you guys know who Dominic Fike is, the musician, but he came he came through like uh yesterday or like two days ago and i tattooed him and i was like here's like my process and he's like dude i've been a fan of you for so long like just give me whatever you want and i was like so tell me your story he's like no give me what you dude, want. that story is crazy <laughs> i know dude he's so kind yeah so sorry go ahead i've hung out with a, i've hung out with dominic a couple times that's crazy actually i might i might hit him up right now so you went to snuffy do it man he's he was such a sweetheart, and he was, I was like, yeah, so here's the process, and he was like, no, just give me whatever you ha- whatever you want, and luckily, like, I have a bunch of pieces that I really wanted to do, so I was like, pr- so I sat down with him for like an hour and just, like, made sure that it was actually the thing that I wanted to, like, put on him, and it worked out great, so that's cool that you hang out with him. I've only hung out with him a couple times. We have a, we have a mutual friend. Um, and he's a, like, I got to, like, know him a little bit, know his story, and it's like, holy shit, that dude's nuts, like, you know, he's had a pretty interesting upbringing and struggled with a lot of different stuff, and I always find it remarkable when people make it to where they are in life, but despite, like, despite a lot of, like, hardships, it's kind of that whole thing of everything kind of looks like a overnight success, probably the same way that you were describing how you know, when you were like, oh, I picked up drawing, but I focused on it, right? Like, I really, really focused on it. That, it could be two years, three years. Three years of intense focus could be, you know, 10, 15 years of someone just saying they're doing something, but not doing with the intensity that you're doing it. That's so true. That's so true. And then you have to fight through, like, the Dunning-Kruger effect. And, like, and it's just, it's easy like to to get distracted because people see this like vortex of of amazingness and they're like oh wow like what about this and what about that and then you're like oh shit like i'm getting all these opportunities and that's why i told my apprentice because he was really doing that and like he was succeeding and people were like hey what about this and that and i was like dude just stay focused like put your head down and just fucking keep working and you'll like skyrocket and and i think that that's like it's so it's if there's anything to take away from 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 it's fighting through the Dunning Kruger and it's fighting through that first level of like you know 
up and to the right and then just like staying poised you know and, and that's i think so important for any like no doesn't matter art or real like whatever business you're doing it's like important to just stay the course you know i, and I then, do have a question about uh oh, sorry g like when, when you decided to start tattooing like were, did you just have a bunch of friends that were down to just let you tattoo or, or like your apprentice for instance what I'm what I'm asking is, do you really have to just straight up find human beings that are willing to let them, you know, tattoo you to get good, or is there, is there like fake skin you can practice on, like shading things like that? Like, how does that process work as a tattoo artist? It's like, if you ever went, I don't know if you ever like went to school for something and then went into the field and did it. In the first like two weeks of being in the field, you're just like on. You're just learning so much more because it's like real time shit, and it's the same thing. Like yeah, you could do practice skins and whatever, but it's like, you if you're just tattooing living, breathing skin, like you're just gonna get better faster. And so when I started, yeah, just I again, I just had this community of people that just like fucked with me, and they were like, also they didn't they they saw my drawing. And they're like, and I, I was just like, I don't, I don't know how, I just started. They're like, this is good. Look, this is good. And I'm like, I don't see it. But if you, they get like, yeah, tattoo me now. Like, I want this lion on my hand. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I guess I'm doing a lion today. And it was like my second tattoo. And it was really fucking ambitious. But yeah, again, it's like, I have to look at it in a, in the big picture and say like okay i i have to thank my real estate career for allowing me to like move horizontally to my next ladder rung of my tattoo career because that success i found and created in real estate allowed me to create that community and have that space that when I wanted to start something new, people were just like, yeah, fuck with this dude, like, fuck with whatever he's going to do, so let's go. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does, dude, and uh, that's awesome that, you know, you, it was probably such a surreal feeling to not only share your art, but I think when you share things that you're, you know, creating, it's a piece of you that you're you're sharing with people, but then also the response being, holy shit, that's so sick. How about you just put it on my body <laughs> forever? Like, that's dope. Yeah, facts. It took a while to, to get into the story-based stuff because I had to actually learn the proper technical application. And, like, using rubber, it can give you, like, it's kind of, it's like, I don't know how good those, like, car simulating things are, but it's like, it's a simulator. It's like, it's always going to be that. It's not going to be like actually driving like a fucking F1 car. Like you could be in a simulator all fucking day, but like, and it'll make you better in certain ways, but you know, but it'll never be that, that thing. So it's like when, whenever anyone would do like my apprentice, he couldn't find, he didn't have the real, he didn't have the real estate. He didn't have the people. So I said, take your pants off. <laughs> Tattoo your legs, buddy. <laughs> Until you find somebody, you're tattooing your legs, kid. And um, and that's what he did. So, yeah, just got to just do the real thing, you know, get it on the real skin. Hello. 
the uh, no, that that makes so, so much sense. I I do tattoo artists practice a lot on their own nights. Is that how a lot of them start? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I I know there's there's artists that don't have any tattoos that are like really amazing, and then there's artists that are like totally covered and they can't tattoo on their own skin because they're covered in tattoos. But yeah, I think for the most part, like that's sort of like step one is like tattooing yourself um so you know how it feels do you want to learn g or sobi i'll teach you both man i'm trying to experience a snappy tattoo bro i'm about to i'm about to bug your ass about this shit yeah man let's get it i mean i think like I'm excited to see what your test results are because like my homie Alan from the Packers is getting uh self-efficacy on it as a back piece. And so like that's it. Is that Alan Lazard? Yeah, Alan Lazard. Yeah, I just drafted him yesterday. You just drafted him? I, I don't know what team he's going to what I don't know what team he's going to yet, but um but I just went to five of these things. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm trying to find five things. I can't figure it out, but what the fuck? Minute five. There we go. I want to, yeah, I want to see what your, um, what your results are and see if you feel, like, attached to them in any way. Um, but... What's this open-to-end thing on the, on the website? I thought, like, the mint wasn't open, and I was mad confused. What's the, like, can you explain that to me, this, this timer? So... I'm in LA. The space was told to me in Eastern Standard. G's in Europe, and my dev has COVID in Berlin. So originally, oh shit. <laughs> so I was like, put it on for this time, and he put it on, but it was Eastern. I don't know, man. So it's open now. <laughs> the mint is open right now. It's a, it's just a dev like the, he, the poor guy is like healed over with fucking COVID. It feels so bad for him. But it's open. <laughs> it's open for two It's open till Saturday. Sick. I'm All in right, the test right now, live. Oh, dude. That's savage. Okay.